Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the jazz session. I'm Jason Crane. The jazz session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. The jazz session is also available for free at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. Today's guest is saxophonist and clarinetist Paquito de Rivera, and in a moment we'll hear some music from his recent album Jazz Class. First, though, I wanted to remind you that if you enjoy the music that you hear, you can help support the jazz session and get yourself a copy of the record by visiting thejazzsession.com, and in the show notes for this program, you'll find an Amazon.com link to purchase the record, either in MP3 format or you can buy the physical CD. And when you do it that way, a little bit of the money comes back and helps support the jazz session. So thanks very much. As I mentioned, Paquito's most recent record is called Jazz Class, and here it is. Here's Paquito de Rivera. My guest is uh, multi-instrumentalist Paquito de Rivera. We're here at uh, Tanglewood, where you're performing tonight. And can we start off uh, talking about the conversations with Cachao and why you, why you wrote that piece, which is fantastic. Oh, that was a commission of the uh, festival, Caramor Music Festival. So they, they, they commission a, uh, they have a grant to commission a piece for that year, for 2008. And then immediately come to my, came to my mind Cachao. I got the illusion, you know, the the, uh, the goal to write a, a contrabass piece one day. Then I said, "Cachao, are you going to play? Are you going to to uh, to write down a, a concerto for contrabass and orchestra?" And then they said, "No, but we want you to play." They said, "You want me to play?" And then I remember that Cachao was a very dear friend of my father, also who played the saxophone and the clarinet. And I said, "Okay, conversation with Cachao." They, they used to talk a lot. <laughs> so conversation with Cachao. Cachao was a very funny person. And uh, uh, later on, no, I had I had to say that that he also came to the premiere, and that was so much fun. He was laughing all the time because the music that I play reflects his personality. There is some uh, even some Turkish music and uh, and uh, cabaret music and Chinese, you know, things. Well, it's this, the story of his life. I put it in the concerto, and then in this case, this is a reduction. 
that Evan Hoss did for, for, for piano, percussion, uh, two soloists, saxophone and contrabass. Now, am I right? I thought I heard actually a couple of quotes from Cachao, yes. kind of classics <laughs> in the beginning and at the end. Is that right? It, it is based on, on the straight mark, the boom, 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 ping, right. boom. I, I remember that we, we played that, and then I stopped the orchestra, and I said, Cachao, I hope you, read the, you don't send me your Jewish lawyer to, <laughs> to demand me for this. Was, oh. <laughs> yes, it's based on that. Boom, 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 boom. But it's a, it's a symphonic concert, and uh, I have in mind to do the premiere uh, uh, Edgar Meyer, so Edgar Meyer couldn't make it, so uh, we call it Fantastic Basis, called John Feeney. Oh, sure. He did the premiere with the St. Luke's Orchestra. And then in the, for, for the, uh, the premiere of the, of the small uh, the, the reduction, going to be another great bass player, which is Robert Black. And the, the Landers Brothers, Synchronicity, will play piano and percussion. I think it's probably the case that some people are listening to this conversation and don't know who Cachao is. So could you just give them a little history lesson of who this man is and why he's so important? Cachao is the foremost of the Cuban bassist. You know, he's, uh, he's like, like the baby Ruth or the, uh, <laughs> or the bass. Only that he's very well known for his uh, Cuban music CDs and all that. Uh, very popular danceable music. Many people don't know that Cachao, whose real name is Israel Lopez, was also a, a, a musician, a complete musician. He did opera, ballet, symphony, jazz, very good jazz player. He played any type of music. And then I decided to write this piece to, uh, reflecting all the, all the work he had been doing all his life, through his 89 years uh, of life. And he, uh, many people know him for his contribution to the mambo and also mm -hmm. for the wajira, the kind of Cuban like uh, descarga music that he yeah. played too, right? Yeah. So um, very few people knows about his symphonic work. work. I, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Did he? Now, now they know. I was going to say now they know, right? Yeah. 
Now, uh, in the second half of the program tonight, uh, you're doing a, a larger ensemble. And the first piece I heard you play tonight, uh, I don't know the title of it, but it sounded like it was about America. Maybe that's even the It's title. called Panamericana. Okay. Can you talk about Th- that? That was also a commission, but from jazz at Lincoln Center. Mm. Lincoln, uh, um, Winton Marsalis called me, you want to write a jazz piece? The, yes, I am going to write a jazz piece, but taking in, in my, having in mind the, uh, the enormous contribution of musicians from Latin American descent to this music, to American music, the music, music of the immigrants. So I think it's the first time that uh, is put it in the same orchestra, uh, instrument from different uh, part of uh, Latin America, the Cuban, the, the Afro-Cuban bata, the the uh, the Venezuelan cuatro that we don't have it here tonight, but uh, the, the the marimba which is an, an instrument from Central America, uh, the, the the Venezuelan the Colombian harp, and it put all that together with the bandoneon which is a, a very urban instrument from Buenos Aires. Kind of like an accordion, right? Yeah, it's an accordion-like instrument sure. yeah, but with a very passionate uh, sound. Now, when you put all those those pieces in the same bowl, so to speak, do, do the musicians um, is it is it easy for them to kind of cross uh, their various musical genres or styles from their countries and and the, make a harmony out of it? The musicians that I use are able to do that mm. because in, in this group uh, we do research all the time. I'm trying to learn about other cultures. It's, it's a unique band. I don't do this myself. I have uh, Oscar Estañar on the bass from Peru. Who knows? You know, all those uh, different styles of music. And also, we've been talking about Pedrito Martinez today. And uh, uh, Oscar told me, Pedrito is the only Cuban who plays pandero, understand the Brazilian music. Cuban musicians don't, don't understand Brazilian music. Uh, and and Brazilian, they, they don't understand the clave. For some reason, they are cousins, and they don't know each other. It's like Jews and Arabs. <laughs> same thing. They are the same thing. And they hate each other. We don't hate each other, but we don't, we don't speak the different languages for some reason. And Pedrito is a Cuban who plays very good uh, Brazilian music or Peruvian music. And that uh, understanding the clave is really central to the music. Yeah, that you play for with. the music of Cuba, yes. It's yeah. very important to know the clave. I tell people what that is, too, who may not. Well, may the, not. the clave basically is a, is a two-bar pattern played by an instrument. Uh, these are two pieces of wood. But sometimes you don't even have to play the clave. You have to feel it. And it's very, very hard to, to, uh, to explain that why it's in clave or why it's not in clave. Thank you. 
one thing that you, uh, one person who you're using uh, in this performance of Panamerica tonight uh, is a soprano uh, vocalist, and uh, which I thought really sounded incredible. Can you talk about where the inspiration for that? The the lyrics of, of the of the piece was written by a, a Cuban exile uh, poet called Annie Colina. So she wrote this, uh, I explained to her what I was going to do, and then she did this wonderful poem about what is America, the entire continent. It is a mistake for some reason. It's a very mis misleading uh, tendency of call America just this country. And America is the, the entire continent, which is an, an enormous piece, enormous and beautiful piece of land from Canada, you know, from Alaska to, to Tierra del Fuego. So that's what I put together all these different styles in, in, the, uh, in one genre of music, wonderful genre of music called jazz. Jazz is something that you can add anything on it, and if you keep the spirit, still is jazz music. Is improvisation a, a natural part of all the cultures that you bring together in this music? Or yes, but in, in, a, in a different way, you know, different ways of playing it. But jazz accepts anything and, and make it even better. You know, the language is, is improves when you know the when you know the jazz language. Now, a piece of the uh, conversations with Kachau tonight is being played by two young musicians. Uh, can, you, can you talk about them, the, the piano and flute uh, duet? Oh, no, well, that, that piece, that's another piece. Oh, another piece altogether. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. another piece called Fiddle Dreams mm. that was commissioned by the Library of Congress for, and I brought it for uh, Regina Carter and Alon Yafnaí played the piano from Israel. It, this is part of a series that they have from the... From the, uh, from the early 20s in the Library of Congress, every year they commission a composer to write a piece for violin and piano. Among them, Stravinsky, Aaron Copland, uh, Bernstein, all those, Ferde Grofet, they, all of them they wrote, uh, they were commissioned by, to write that, uh, a, a piece for violin and piano. So I am in very good company. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, had you written for violin before? Not for, not for solo violin, no. Not for solo. I was a little. I was a little afraid. I, I was. I was a little discouraged. I don't think I am going to do this. And then my wife said, "Yes, you will do that." <laughs> <laughs> you talk a little bit about some of the challenges of writing for violin. Was it an? In, I mean, obviously, it's an instrument. I'm sure you're, you're familiar with, but it has a very particular range, and there are things you oh, can yeah, do with yeah. it. Yes, even more challenging is, is the bass, the contrabass. Mm. You know those string instruments for for somebody who play the the uh, wood in, uh, woodwind instrument, which is a lot simpler to understand. Yes, writing for the violin, I had I had to do a research and talk to violin players and and listening a lot to people like like Perman or Heifetz or or or, or even uh, what is the name of the jazz violin player from Grappelli? Grappelli you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, because it's a, it's a piece for jazz violin and piano. Sure. Yes, I did a lot of research. Did the Library of Congress Commission, did it come with any parameters other than that it was for violin and piano? No, violin and piano. I, I remember that it had to be like more than 10 minutes or something like that, around 10, 12, 15 minutes. That's pretty amazing. Do you know how they approached you? That's, I have no incredible. idea. I, I know that Tania Leon, the Cuban composer, mm -hmm. she, she wrote the, the, uh, uh, her piece also for, that, for this part, for this series. And I am very proud of it. I am very happy. And then I, I did the transcription for, for flute, and I recorded with the with the clarinet in C. I have a, a C clarinet, and I recorded because it's, it is not too many jazz violin players that wanted to play such a complicated piece. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or people on any instrument. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
can you talk a little bit about uh, you've been just at the forefront of the jazz scene in this country for so long now? Are you are you seeing kind of a resurgence of people's appreciation of of Latin music and its contributions to jazz as well in these days? Yeah, well, that 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 have been on the palette for for a long time, you know, fading a little bit and coming back and all that. Now it's a very good moment. Even Ronald Reagan said that that he, he, his uh, grandmother was Mexican. He was lying. <laughs> I remember when he said, my grand-grandmother was Mexican. I said, Mexican? <laughs> Never heard but of it that. sounded good, right? Now. It sounded good. It sounded very comfortable. <laughs> well, I talked uh, a few weeks ago to uh, Arturo O'Farrell, and he said that he thought that kind of the future of jazz was really dependent on people getting back to appreciating hand drumming and bringing back some of the things that you know, had kind of been not forgotten but diminished a little bit over the last several decades, and he thought it was really important to bring that back. I wonder what you think. The understanding of rhythm is very important, especially in the, in the classical field. Always I say that there is a great and lamentable gap in the music education in both sides. Uh, classical people are, are, are missing the youth and the spontaneity of jazz, and jazz people are missing centuries of education, intonation, uh, discipline, and a series of things, you know, and especially history. Jazz is, is so young. It's not even a hundred years old yet. The term jazz was, they started using it officially around 1913, not even a, a hundred years old yet. So jazz people are missing uh, Prokofiev, Chostakovich, Palestrina, Bach, uh, you know, uh, and it's, I think it's important to know the music of those guys. Was it the case, uh, do you think, even 20 or 30 years ago, that musicians were better versed in music beyond their particular discipline? No, I think now it's improving. It no, it used, used to be a lot worse. <laughs> oh, it used to be a lot worse. What I will never understand is how people play cadenza that I written by other people. The cadenza, that is a contradiction in terms. A cadenza by Simeon Bellison. Simeon Bellison was great, but... Do your own thing. What have you done for me lately? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now more and more people, for example, in my bass concerto, I don't write the cadenza. So it, I, you have to play it. <laughs> and don't ask me to, to write the cadenza for you. Because it, you, we have to encourage that more and more and more. Now, I, whenever, uh, when I was on the radio, whenever I wanted to make the phone ring, I could always take out the, the Havana Jam recording uh, with the Etiquette and play the kind of the classical kind of interlude that you played on soprano saxophone. Oh, that's Mozart. And, uh, yes, exactly. And which leads me to think that you are someone who is well-versed in a variety of genres. Was that important to you in your development? Yeah, I am very thanks, thankful to my father, who was a classical saxophone player. He never had the ability to improvise, but he loved Lester Young and the, and the Ellington Orchestra, and especially the Goodman Orchestra. So I was exposed to Benny at Carnegie Hall's recording, as well as Benny's uh, uh, version of, of uh, the Mozart Concerto for Clarinet. So for me, it was like the same thing, but just music. Mm. Does it take a different kind of discipline to get those two yes. kinds of things under your fingers? Yeah. It, it's the same thing like, like eating Chinese food or, or Hungarian food. Both taste good, but, you know, it's a, it's a different, uh, different thing to eat. So music is the same thing. You, you need different, uh, different approaches to the music. That's all. But still it's music. Thank you. 
That's Paquito de Rivera from his album Jazz Class. You've been listening to The Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of The Jazz Session is also available for free at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. This show has an email mailing list. You'll find it at the mailing list link at thejazzsession.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in The Jazz Session in Facebook's search bar, and there's a group for the show which you can join, and you'll get the uh, the same email each week. Just let you know what's coming up on the show. It gives you chances to uh, win free music and all kinds of cool stuff. The theme music for this program is by my good friends in the Respect Sextet. You'll find them online at respectsextet.com, and they have been uh, performing up a storm these days in New York City. They've got a bunch of gigs coming up, and if you check respectsextet.com, you can find out where they're playing and go see them. Thanks also to Dave Rabel, who designed the Jazz Sessions logo. The Jazz Session is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 United States License. Thanks so much for listening. Please support live jazz whenever and wherever you can, and be sure to come back next time for another conversation about jazz on the Jazz Session.